Welcome to another episode of Cores Up the Podcast. I'm Corey Sacone with my co-host Pat Puzo, and joining us today is artist, singer, actress Erin Alvey. We talk about her movie Shark Island, Chipper Jones' appearance in her Tomahawk Love music video, and what to expect from her voice in 2021. Great conversation. A lot of fun with Aaron. We quickly got away from the actual interview portion of it and just kind of got to a nice, you know, back and forth dialogue between the three of us. She was uh, you know, really down to earth and a lot of fun. You can, of course, listen to this episode and all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Cores Up the Podcast. But without further ado, you don't want to listen to us. You want to listen to the interview. So let's get to it. Aaron Alvey, here we go. Joining us today, we are very lucky to have country artist. More than that, I mean, she's been in movies. She's one of my good friends, Erin uh, Alvey. Erin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, so, obviously, as a country singer, you have performed in front of a lot of people. You have sang most of your life. So, let's kind of dig into the beginning of your career, get going with that, how things got started, and um, what made you really get into singing. Okay, so I actually did not sing too early in my life. I started singing maybe when I was like 16 or 17. Um, I was really into sports my whole life. And then I moved out west uh, when I was 16 to live with my grandparents for, at the time I was just gonna live there for a year. But I wasn't able to compete in sports because they thought like it looked like recruited. Like if you could, you were being recruited. So you Mm -hmm. couldn't compete for the first year. So long story short, I stopped doing sports and I jumped into singing. Um, initially I was like 16 singing at a local, like restaurant bar and it was like, so fun. I do it just for kicks and gigs, but it was, you know, a nice job in the summer. And then do y'all remember the MTV's making the band? It was like a TV show in the early thousands. So there's a band called O-Town. It was like a boy band and Mm -hmm. the five of them. Yeah. So my cousin Jacob is one of the guys in the band. Oh, so okay. He, that is, okay. Yeah, that yeah so he got me in music initially, and he's the one that actually said, you know, country's kind of safe, we, you know, to start out with, was, was sticky in country. And I love doing country, but my new stuff's kind of more pop dance. So okay. unreleased, but, you know, I'm never going to say I'm not a country artist, but I definitely am now delving into both worlds a little more. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. I didn't know that. So that's something I just learned. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess we'll have to wait for the release of uh, some of that new music then. Yeah, coming soon, January. Nice. Yeah, there we go. A little nice. sneak peek a month ahead. I'll take it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Tease, yeah, for future. Nice. Uh, are there any artists that you grew up listening to? Obviously, starting, you know, in high school, um, maybe you didn't have your own voice at the time, but, you know, just kind of trying to emulate anybody growing up. Is there anyone that you honed in on and try to, you know, mimic your style? Yeah, absolutely. Um, music was huge in our house, but... You know, I grew up with a ton of Irish music. My dad's an Irish citizen. So growing up, like over the loudspeakers, you'd have like Irish music playing. And one of my favorite artists of all time is a man I grew up listening to. And his name's Harry O'Donohue, just like a, he's an Irish folk singer. And he's still to this day, like my favorite, probably inspiration, somebody I got to know personally. And he was just, he's amazing. So his voice, the way he tells stories in his songs, just amazing all around. Um, Enya, Bruce Springsteen, The Beatles, Bob Dylan, just 
you know, the typical, whatever my dad was listening to is kind of what we got put on. And as an adult, I'm really appreciative for those influences. Now, the uh, one question that I remember, I think that's how I discovered you was when uh, the music video with Chipper Jones <laughs> and uh, uh, Brooks Forrester was in that too, right? Or, Brooks, yeah. Yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, I, I, okay. Uh, um, so I remember they were both in the music video and I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Who is this? And then that's when I reach out to you for the blog. I don't think we ever ended up doing it. So I wanted to get into that just a little bit. Uh, how, like, how did that come about? How did you get Chipper involved? And um, was that, did that put you on the map? Were you on the map before that? Or how, how did things get started from there? When I say I couldn't have been less on the map before that, I mean it. <laughs> like no one, I was not even a singer actually. Like I, I didn't, I hadn't even told my friends I was going to go down this career path whatsoever before wow. that. So that's kind of like what happened is I, I did, um, my cousin Jacob brought me to Nashville and we like recorded some songs. One of which we were talking about like fan bases and how that's such a big part of music because you have to gain a fan base. And it's kind of like, it's intimidating when you're starting out because you're like, man, no one knows who I am. No one knows that I want to be a singer and who's going to actually, you know, grab onto these words and truly care about what I'm doing. And so I thought I would steal a fan base instead or attempt to, I should say. And I was like, I'll just piggyback off the Braves because I was a huge Braves fan. I still am, but I would have to say it's a little bit harder for me to claim being a Braves fan because I probably can only name like three players right now. But in <laughs> like early college, I was like so into the Braves. I thought they were so sick and they still are. Um, but the time the management that I was with said, all right, well, you got to make a music video. Let's just release this song. It was called um, Tomahawk Love. And it was just a song about a date I went on where this guy took me to a Braves game and I fell in love with the Braves and not him, blah, blah. <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek now. It like kind of gives me a little bit of a cringe, but it was so fun because like, I wouldn't have ever changed anything. It gave me, you know, a career platform. And, and wow. my dad and I were actually were in Florida, believe it or not. I think we might have been Tampa. And we were driving back from somewhere and he said, um, well, if, if you want this to get some, like, I don't know, like make a wave, you got to have like a Braves guy in there probably. Right. And I was like, well, that's much easier said than done dad. You know, my dad's not super in athletics. So he was like, <laughs> it seemed very easy to him. And I was like, no, dad, it's trust. Just call me. up like, Chipper Jones and get him on this music. Well, right. that, that's, that's, so that's quick. Is legitimately, he's like, who's the like number one Braves in your head? Like who just screams Braves to you? And I was like, Chipper Jones, dude. Like that's, that's the guy. My dad's like, why don't you ask him to be in your video? I was like, no, dad, please. You don't ask Chipper Jones to be in your music video with one, you're not an established artist. You're not like, that's very, that's a reach there. I appreciate your enthusiasm on this project, yeah. guys, but no thanks. Hey, that's Long good motivation sure. right there. He push, pushing you towards that. I like it. I mean, you will hear me probably reference my mom and dad a thousand times in this uh, like episode. They, they definitely are like, they taught me a lot, but he said, just ask what's the problem of asking? And I was like, all right. So my management actually sent over the song to Chipper Jones, his agent. His name is BB Abbott. I think his name yes, is. Yes, it is. Guy. Yeah. Tampa, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Is he? Okay. That's where, that's the, off that's where the office is. Yep. Oh, I wasn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. But BB's awesome. Like he's, you know, chipper and i have to give both of them credit you know chipper he didn't have to do that and he literally said yeah can you uh, you know can you film tuesday at my house like i'm just kind of around tuesday so we literally so cool. flew in my cousin's a lawyer so we did a contract thing you know and then uh, the videographer my mom my the lawyer my cousin and i all went to chipper's house and just filmed this little like scene so 
That's so and cool. tweeted it and it was just like that blew up there in Atlanta and that got my name on the board. So I will always, always have Chipper to thank for launching my career. That is so cool. That's a, wow. That is, that's really cool. That the whole backstory. So, so from the music video, obviously it blew up. Where, where did you go from there um, for your music career? Well, I wasn't expecting it big time. So I was like a little bit unprepared, I guess I should say. So uh-huh. I did do a lot of interviews and like TV stations picked it up and that was really fun. And then, but the thing is too, I was a sophomore in college. So I was a full on, like getting into my major. I was doing sports broadcasting, worked for a station out West. So I was like being, my parents were like, you're not going to stop school to chase a music career. And I was like, well, that's what I want to do. You know, I have, come on, people don't get these opportunities and they're very supportive, but they're like, anything you can do in this industry, you can get your degree and do after. And my dad's like, please just for me, get your degree. And I got my degree. So you know, I was able to kind of do both. I kept touring during the summer and I started, you know, coming to Nashville more and, and recording music and I opened for people. And in hindsight, I'm so glad that I didn't drop out of school then, but I definitely was a little unprepared. So it was a little bit of a slow start as far as knowing what to do next. I was kind of still independent in a lot of ways. Now, if you did drop out of school, do you think you would have had a more of an advantage of getting started earlier or, or not at all? Hard to say. You know, yeah. it's like one of those things I, I'll never know. However, yeah. I still, even if you told me like, okay, that would have been the best thing you could have done for your career. I don't think I would have changed it. Like college is a life experience that I wanted at that age. And now I'm so proud of it, even though I don't work, you know, now it's, I'm an artist, I tour, I record and I live off that. I still don't use my degree, but I'm so thankful for it. And yeah. it has separated me. So it's like, I, I'm so appreciative for it. Not to say everyone needs one, not to say it, it makes me better, but it is something that I personally am happy that I, I went through with. Yeah. Cause you always have it there too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's uh that's smart. What was the, the most, I guess, fulfilling and maybe validating moment early on in your career? Was it, you know, the Tomahawk love video or it's something else that followed? Uh, that's a really good question. Especially early on, I would say like the chipper thing was huge. And, and it kind of spoiled me because a lot of people like have this type of experiences after a couple of years of grinding and like, you know, getting your lucky break. And I feel mm-hmm. like a little bit, I was introduced to this world with a major lucky break. So, you know, that was, that was definitely fun early on in my career. And yeah, I would say that was a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and then of course the, I remember the first time I got an email from a woman who I'd never met before and I was living out in Utah and I just kind of released a couple songs there's one called Stopped Wanting Me. I'd written just some, literally some sad sob song I'd written. And this woman, it was a true story, but this woman reached out to me and said that my song had gotten her through her divorce. She had been married for like 30 years and, and the guy cheated on her or something. And she said that my song got her through a divorce. And I, like, Jeez. it humbled me because I'm sitting here as an 18 year old kid just writing songs, yeah. about, you know, Bobby McGee down the road just broke my heart. But in reality, <laughs> it's like it touched somebody who like, truly had a lot more going on in her life than I did at the time. So yeah. like that is kind of the first, I will say the first message I got like that was when I realized it was, you know, it meant more than just writing songs and putting them out there. And Wow. That's life changing for somebody when they were able to it experience it like that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's amazing. Especially because so many people like nowadays can relate to uh, lyrics from songs and they, you know, repost it and they yeah. use it as motivational quotes. So, I mean, for somebody to reach out and, you know, say that, especially after a divorce, that's, that's awesome. That's got to feel really good about yourself too. You never forget the first one. I mean, no, definitely not. Yeah. First time you're like, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool feeling. That's awesome. Uh, who is the best person that you've opened for? Who, like, who, who's your favorite artist that you've opened for? Ooh, that's also a good question. Um, or just shared the stage with what, what, either, either one. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, opened, opened up for. Is yeah, I don't know if like you're on the like, stage or yeah. something. Um, I really liked, there was a show down in Florida again. It was actually called, well, Country Flow is what it was. And that's the time I opened up for Thomas Red and Chris Stapleton. And it oh. was, it was cool in and of itself because it was probably one of the biggest stages I've played. And I also didn't expect to get on the lineup. Um, my manager at the time, he and I were, you know, trying to get on this lineup for so long. And I definitely felt like I was, I deserved to be there, but not really at the same time. It's like I'd worked hard, but also I had nothing like the names these people did. And I ended up putting this, the backdrop of the concert on my phone. And I remember we got the email that I wasn't added onto the lineup. And I was like, oh man, you oh, know, geez. I was like, suck. but I was like, you know what? That's that, that is what it is. And for some reason, I don't know why, maybe I didn't think about it. It wasn't a conscious decision, but I never changed my background. So my background was still the country flow grounds, you know, and so like I had the stage on my background. It was like four or five days before the show. And we got a call from the guy who booked the lineups. And he said, listen, we had a cancellation. Can you open up on main stage for, you know, Thomas Wright, Chris Stapleton on, you know, Friday, blah, blah, this time. And it was an acoustic set. And I was like, I'm there. And it was literally like a five song set. I traveled like seven hours for five songs. And it was like the coolest experience. So I had a feeling that story was trending in a, in a good direction. So was, yeah. Was yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll surprise awesome. you. Sometimes I don't where, have endings. <laughs> where, where, in, uh, where in Florida was that? Do you remember what part? I remember. It was Lake Wales, I think it was called. Lake Wales. That sounds familiar too. I, don't I just know. can't. I can't pinpoint exactly where, but that's that does sound familiar. There's a lake. There's a Lake Worth. I know that. Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of lakes. Lake Wales. <laughs> it wasn't uh, far from Sebring because I remember I got another show opportunity from that set, and that's always what happens. Like, or not always what happens, but a lot of times it's like you'll get something else from doing one thing, and it's like kind of cool how it all piggybacks off each other. Yeah, yeah. It leads right. Nothing's leads from one thing to another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, that's fantastic. I yeah, really Lake Wales. I, can't, I don't know if that's Orlando or not, but Could um, yeah. I've got a couple uh, quick hitters as well. Um, favorite song that you recorded and why? Mm. You guys ask hard questions. You think these good <laughs> questions for me? But. New podcast. Uh, we're trying to get we're trying to uh, yeah, figure things like out it. here. This is like making me think. I will say there's a song right now that I'm releasing in January. I swear this is not just a plug. Like this is really like <laughs> the song I I started writing like three years ago, maybe. Oh wow. And then oh, completely wow. like jumped off. I was like, nah. And then I got into a room and I was talking to some guys recently, like my co-writers and a producer and another co-writer. And we finished the song and it's called uh, Wish You Were You. And it's I'm really excited to release that one. So I'd say that's my favorite right now. Maybe that'll change in a couple of years. But right Ooh, now, I'm excited. I can't wait yeah. to hear that one. Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to share it. I went on a binge listening to uh, Sending Love from yesterday when that first got released. Mm-hmm. It was yes. at the top of my playlist, just to let you know. Well, I appreciate that. Wrote that You're one. welcome. Philip. So. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I, that's why yeah. I wanted to add that in. I, I figured that was a, a love story between you two, one. so <laughs> I had to add that in just now. <laughs> that was a fun one. That was a kind of a slower acoustic version. No, yeah, that, that was fun. I mean, it's just it's so it, it was fantastic. Um, that was released in 
the end yeah. of springtime, right? Or not? Yeah, something like that. It was yeah, right during something. quarantine. I was kind of just like bored and like, let's release something. So. Yeah, I was going to work. I was like, I need some new music. Thank God Aaron Appreciate just uh, released this single. <laughs> um, and let's, uh, let's talk about the trick shot. This is something I, I couldn't wait to talk about. How long did you guys plan that viral trick shot for? <laughs> not planned whatsoever really at all no i've been a little bit like a goof like clown my whole life so i've been riding unicycles since i was a kid and then philip is just like the most athletic person in the whole world so that was pretty cool biased as a huge statement but when i say like regardless of like hockey like he's really he's good at soccer he's like i played tennis my whole life and it was like my claim to fame in my town and when philip came in when i first started dating him he beat me in tennis and it was like the oh, seventh geez. time he'd ever played and like you have no <laughs> idea how mad i was but like you're we competitive so i could i could understand yeah, that. I was yeah really livid about it but i was out oh, there just, like goofing off on the uh on the unicycle and i had done kind of a trick shot a couple months earlier just for fun as well just for I love trick shot stuff so I love like watching do perfect and like all those guys like, I'm obsessed mm. with <laughs> and so I asked Philip if he would do one with me and he was like yeah whatever and when I say it probably took like four takes like just because he was so that was my next question yeah yeah I'm not kidding like, <laughs> my part was easy because unicycling something you've like done either you know how to do or don't it's like riding a bike it's like you can yes. learn now like it's not easy to learn but it's also easy once you know it mm. so my part of the video is actually not really that impressive compared to the footwork that he's got going on at that soccer ball. Yeah, that was that was just insane. It how how hilarious. long did it take you to learn a unicycle, if you remember? Oh yeah, I was t- eleven. I was eleven. I got my first unicycle, and it took me like two weeks of just straight every single day after school. Oh, I can imagine so many like hurt <laughs> knees and elbows and just scrapes. Was were you nervous to try it out? Was like that, was that something that you were looking to like? try to do or did that just come about some uh, other way my i think i got santa claus brought me uh yeah. stilts the year before and i like really got like i liked the stilts and then i was like i want to one-up it and then i did go through a phase where i thought i was gonna be in the circus which my family loves to remind <laughs> me of They're like remember how you were definitely going to be in the circus i'm like yeah but i think i used to say i wanted to be in the french circus because i think i thought that was like a classy version like Cirque du Soleil or something i don't there know there you go Never oh, yeah, in a million years would I've ever made it that far, but that's what with got that, the cycle going. With that trick shot, though, you guys were definitely uh, definitely on the map for uh, wow. some, kind, some kind of circus there. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Though. I remember, I remember when you posted it. I was like, this this thing is going to go viral w- with ease, just be, especially oh. because of who you know, both of you guys being in the video. And then the next morning, <clears throat> I saw it on the Sports Center Instagram. I was like, yep, that, there <laughs> there we go, <laughs> blowing up. No, it was goofy. Oh, and then, oh, that's, uh, I meant to tell you that too. Uh, One other funny thing we wanted to tell you before we started recording, but I'll just say it now. So when we, when I was texting you about the time, Mm -hmm. um, I totally blanked on like Nat, well, Tennessee being a different time zone than where we are right now. Oh, Uh, no, we, that's my fault. That's just, that's terrible preparation by me. So we were sitting here at 3.07 Eastern time. I was like, oh man, hopefully I, uh, I gave her the right time. And then I sent that, um, whatever you call it, the thumbs up. And and then you're like, uh, I'll be on at three. I was, I'm looking at the time. I was like, like it is three. I was like, it's three fifteen now. And then I was like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I was like, Pat, I completely messed up. We have another hour. So then uh, I went down, went down yeah. to the uh, bakery. We were prepared. It's fine. 
yeah, yeah, it was fine. It gave me time to go get some uh, I said, goods, so it's all it's good. A, it's a lot better we were on the East Coast as opposed to you, because if we were late, that would have been a bad look. Oh, I would have been so can't, embarrassed. Can't, yeah. can't, can't That's right. Corey knows I'm pretty easy going, so. I'm, yeah. I'm usually late to everything, so it's actually a good thing you told me that it was at 3 o'clock uh, <laughs> it, it Eastern time. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah. yeah. Perfect, perfect. Uh, when was the last time you were in Savannah? Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. so oh, you were there recently. Nice. Yeah, and we get to go back for Christmas, which I'm stoked on. Very cool. Oh, I, oh God, I, I love Christmas in Savannah. <laughs> it yeah, is so beautiful over there. there. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Um, uh, what, uh, like, do you go back and forth a lot, or do you try to stay in Nashville uh, to record and just kind of stay forth with the music and everything? Yeah, I will say I definitely go back more than, like, you know, recently during quarantine and everything. Yeah. Uh, we've been going back, like, during quarantine, we were going back like every 10 days. So 10 days we'd be there, 10 days we'd be here, 10 days we'll back and forth. So like we definitely got a lot of time there. But, you know, right now things are starting to pick up a little bit more. I've been in the studio. I've been a little bit busier and Philip's got practice and stuff too. So we've had to be up here a lot more. Yeah. So yeah. We're literally season, sneaking down. Season's starting next month for him, right? Yeah, well... Yeah, I don't know. That might be. Let's uh, file that under things I probably well, can't say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It hasn't been different when I get myself. We, we, won't, we won't talk about that quite yet. But <laughs> well, uh, let's go over to. Oh, okay. Let's talk about setting up a tour behind the scenes. Um, how much time, energy, management, reaching out to arenas and studios. Like, what goes into it behind the scenes to uh, set up a tour? Oof. Well, I will say I've never independently planned my own tour. So I couldn't tell you if you hear a hyena cackling in the background, that's Philip playing his video games. But it's okay. I, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've never like booked my own tour. So usually people will come, like they reach out to like book a show, you know, it's okay. like festivals yeah. and stuff. So my management in the past, I know that they've like, you know, they, once a show is booked, then they reach out to surrounding areas and say, Hey, we're in town this time. And like, I sang at the um, Tampa Bay Lightning one time because we had like a little mini tour down there. We were singing like opening day for baseball and then we did like the lightning anthem. Like we, you just set it up as you go. Um, but as far as like preparation, there's so much more that goes into it than I think I initially realized getting into it. Like band practice, you know, you have hours and hours and hours of band practice just to get up there and play a 30 minute set, you know, a 35 yeah. hour set. So it's, that was that's definitely the hardest part i think just the same as any you know anybody putting forth into anything they want to do practice is just important and we do a ton of practice sure how much of that changed obviously during the, the pandemic and then have you been doing you know shows maybe over the summer anything outdoors you know how much of that that aspect of your career changed yeah so i played one um one show not long ago down in Augusta and it was actually a postponed show from March. So right before it was the week before I was supposed to go play down there, everything shut down. So I had to, they postponed it and I just agreed to keep the calendar, Mm -hmm. you know, the deposit was already in. So we just agreed to keep the date. And obviously I had to talk to my band and everything. We had to figure out if they felt comfortable and it was an outdoor set and we were, you know, complying with all the rules of the state and everything. So everything was okay. And we felt safe and it was outdoors and everything, but I mean, it's just weird. Like right. everything right now is weird. You don't feel like hyped the same way as you used to because mm-hmm. part of like when you're performing, I always said it's kind of like a like um, a transfer of energy. So like, you know, I'm I'm on stage 
but I gain a lot of energy from like a crowd. So if a crowd's like super hyped, then you get super hyped. But if you're like trying to work a crowd that's just like not all there, it just depends. You want you want a good crowd. And like, that's something that we can't get right now, which understandably I understand, but it's like, it's definitely rough. It's common though, because everybody's going to be looking to do stuff the second, you know, we can go yeah. back to some kind of normal life here. Oh, yeah. So once you, once you open up the concerts again, I'm, I'm sure that'll be fantastic for you. The, those crowds will probably be unbelievable. <laughs> enjoy. I, I'm excited. I'm really looking. Um, I've really been enjoying just working in the studio too. It's like time that yeah. I don't usually get, you know, to sit around and write and like, you know, and record because usually you are like gone a lot. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah. it's been kind of nice just writing and like, you know, that you just fully, yeah, you could just fully concentrate on your craft right now. And then everything yeah. else will come when the time comes. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, let's talk about the movie a little bit. So you were in Shark Island and mm -hmm. tell everybody a little bit about the um, concept of the movie and the role you played. The plot. Um, so basically it's like the plot is three international models are flown to this island off the coast of Thailand and it's a super private island and they are commissioned or commissioned, they're hired to, um, take pictures with this like multi-million dollar necklace that's owned by I think like royalty or something and they wanted like really cool pictures of this necklace so the three models uh two security guards and a photographer I would say are oh yeah and a makeup artist are all brought onto this island and then people just start getting picked off left and right so it's like the you know people are getting murdered and they're trying to like decide like who's who's the killer and so I'm one of the, yeah. That oh, don't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no. no, I'm not the killer. Maybe okay, I am, good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm one of the, the models in the movie. So that was, uh, it was really fun. But. Where can people watch the movie? So it's it's coming out. Post-production has been really weird during COVID. Oh, and so it is still in post. Okay, it's still in post. Yeah. Okay. As you understand, yeah, you understand that kind of stuff. Oh, I, we're, we're, yeah. I'm still in post with the uh, Tampa movie, so really? I'm well, well aware, yes. It's rough. Yeah. And see, like, you're not told too much as, like, as the actress, like, you're not, it's not like the director's texting and being like, hey, you know, the movie's set to come out this time. Like, how you doing? Like, I, I like the guy. We're, we're tight. Um, but it's not, I don't get updates. You're one of the last people to find out, actually. Exactly. Like, from the like, crew. like it's, it's, it's insane how it works <laughs> yeah, behind the face. scenes. And you'll just yeah. like see, like, even when the poster came out, the movie poster, I like saw it plastered places. I was like, that's my face. Like, and then you see it. And of course, it's like not a glamour shot. And like, you're like, well, wish now, I could have gotten that approved. <laughs> did, well, I was going to say, did that bother you seeing the poster before, before it was sent to you? Because I tr oh. trust me, I've been in the middle yeah. of plenty uh, of that. I, I mean, I don't know. I've let go of a lot of that. Like, in your career, like, especially in like music and stuff, you have a lot of say for the most part, especially as, in, as an independent artist, I have a, every say in like what is released. So like, you can be pretty strategic about what you put out there, you know, like videos and pictures and, and music and whatever you do. But in the, you know, when you're filming a movie, you're getting every angle of every shot. And yeah. it's like, you know, in this, the plot is I'm a distressed model trying to run away from a killer and off an island in thailand you know so it's like it's not like it's gonna be my glamour shot and like that was kind that's of something you want final approval for yeah yeah Absolutely. but i don't you know <laughs> like <laughs> i signed a contract and that's not what i was yeah. hired to do so that's yeah. been kind of like actually fun for me because like my day-to-day -day is like not glamorous i'm not like i don't wear makeup like i'm pretty not that i'm against it i just like 
maybe it's lazy, but I just like, I'm a little bit sweats, Nikes, hoodie and a hat. And that's me every single day. So it's kind of fun. Like nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. But now people are kind of seeing a different side of me, which I'm kind of excited about too. Like it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Have, uh, have you been in any other movies or any other roles? Um, I was in (laughs) or shows. Yeah. So I, I don't like, I don't consider myself necessarily an actress. Uh, like it's not something I pursued. So everything has kind of found me in that realm, the acting mm-hmm. world. But I was in um, Den of Thieves. I was like a an extra. I, I'd say an extra, but I the, like my scene was a little bit different than an extra. So you've seen me and stuff in it. Oh, cool. But it's Very a cool. quick scene. It was, was that like three days <laughs> before Shark Island or after? Oh, yeah, that was before. That was Way something I got a little bit like talked into. And I was like, whatever, like it was fun. I enjoyed it. Will you pursue other opportunities in film or is that just, that just something that has to come to you pretty much? Um, yeah, I, I had, or I have, I guess I should say in, uh, an acting agent and she's great. Oh, okay. Really cool. great woman. So opportunities do come. However, it would definitely be something that kind of like shark Island fell in my lap. I'm not, you know, I don't really have a ton of time to go to auditions and like do all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. if a great opportunity were to come and, you know, I wanted to work with that team and, it sounded like a good career move. I'd absolutely do it. I, I loved being on set so much, but it's not something I, you know, I'm going to, I'd rather put time into being in the studio than I would sitting in audition rooms every day. So I'm surprised just like with how close you are to Savannah that you've, it, I don't know that just, there hasn't been more, uh, I don't know about opportunity, but just more interaction with you in the film industry with SCAD being right there. And then all the sets that they have um, yeah. right on the other side of the bridge. There. I had moved um, before Savannah became on the map whatsoever for film. Oh, oh just crazy. <laughs> that explains that then. <laughs> yeah. It's like I moved out of there before acting was even in my realm, but yeah, yeah. I'm so happy that it is flourishing like that down there and y'all were able to film. And I mean, it's really, even cool. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta's like huge with film. Oh, it's, it's blown up with film. And then, uh, out, uh, I guess New Mexico has also been, um, pretty big recently as well. So yeah, it's, it's starting to cool. starting to come about in other areas as well. Have you noticed anything in Nashville that pertains to film? Like, have you seen anybody filming anything there on the streets or, um, in the restaurants or anything? Yeah, I think, I think the market's, um, pretty big here as well but being so close we're only three hours and 15 from atlanta so being so close to atlanta i feel like anything that they try they can film down there yeah you know i i do see some things around here but i I do feel a little disconnected from that world in general you know like i said if it's not in my realm i don't really see it well especially now like now now with like how limited it's been even during the summer i don't think anybody was even in production because the the country club i work at we have uh two agents there and uh you know every time we were talking they still weren't even able to go back to the offices everything was just from home pretty much so um yeah it was just for for film it's definitely been a a weird eight months and um obviously with that post-production life even if you filmed two three years ago as we've experienced it could it could go on forever so uh, yeah, I don't, I, I definitely personally don't fully, um, engage in the film industry, but, uh, so I definitely, I understand it fell in your lap too, though, as you understand that, like sometimes not comes, it fell in your lap as well. Like, Oh no, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't even looking, I, was, yeah. I wasn't even looking to, uh, you know, join a film set or, you know, help anybody out. it just, it was just an opportunity that came my way and I couldn't say no to it. I want to tell a Corey story. A Corey story. Oh my gosh. Ooh, We're changing cores up to Corey stories. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good segment name. I like that. Corey, Corey. That's a, might be a better name. Yeah. 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 I like Corey. 
Well, this Corey story is when he had us out to the premiere for Little Mermaid. And we walk up and it's not just any premiere. There are live penguins bouncing around the red carpet. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And we still talk what? about it all the time. Forgot about that. Yeah, there were some live penguins wow. at the um, uh, Tampa Theater uh, downtown. I've asked for a live penguin for every holiday birthday ever since then. And yet, have you really? I didn't even know they were going to be there that day. So we had live penguins, we had mermaids. Yeah, it was, it was, it was I just pretty Neil, are you kidding? Oh, you yeah. Had, that, so me and Power were just talking things. about that. We were supposed to have uh, uh, John Travolta was supposed to come. And then, oh, it, yeah, last second he backed out. <laughs> he was in, uh, he was supposed to come from Ocala. I forgot what happened. But yeah, that was, that was supposed to be the big name. That was a but, sick premiere. That was so but Luckily, Aaron was there. So that was huge. Her friend, There's my life penguin. <laughs> the penguins were there. Your mom was there. Titus we Jules, had, so, Jules will make up for any loss. We had so much fun. Oh, that was great. And then uh, you, you guys were talking with, um, uh, the director Blake because he lived close to where you guys were in Georgia. So oh yeah, I think, you're right. I think, she, I think you guys talked to him for a little while too. He's, he's still awesome. he's still uh, writing out in LA right now. He's still trying to come LA. up with some more movies as we speak. So it's That's kind of cool. funny how everything ties hand in hand together. Yeah. Um, oh, that was a good night though. That was fun. That was really fun. That was a lot. And then I think after that, you uh, did you come to spring training that year or was it I the did. year after? Yeah, because Nancy yeah. and Olivia say, uh, said to say hi. So um, I, I love them. I think that was the last time I saw you. We were all at the uh, spring training like yeah. a year or two ago. That was incredible. Hopefully we can get back to that soon. Hopefully we can yeah, actually I'm ready. Spring training. Well, so, yeah. Oh, so actually speaking of, you were, were you just at a Titans game, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Was that awesome or what? Yeah, it was fun. Again, with is like it, COVID stuff, it's so weird. Like, is it? Yeah. Is it like, is it completely like, super strange with uh not a full like crowd for an nfl game and then obviously everything that's restricted inside the stadium as well yeah i mean it's hard to say like it, you feel like you're watching a game alone because there's no one really close to you and i have yeah, to give true. credit to how they did it like they were able to you know herd and navigate a ton of people in an area and like i said you feel alone in there which is kind of what you want i guess during yeah. but they were able to do it like really effortlessly it seemed so i will give them a lot of credit for that however when you're at a sporting event like it was just so strange because you don't go to be alone at an arena like no you go to a like, loud crowd yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your friends and your fans and like it's so fun like other fans to you know of the same team and it's like i don't know everything understatement of the year but everything is just strange so so let's now let's backtrack to last year and compare the games that you went to last year, uh, specifically San Francisco. How were those audiences? Oh, yeah. How were how were those games? And what was the atmosphere like there? Yeah, so that was actually my San Francisco. Okay, so I went to two games out in San Fran last year. So we went to the I went November when they were on their winning streak. I think they okay. were like eight and zero. Don't quote me on this. It might be incorrect but I knew they were on a winning streak and they played the Seahawks and they lost that game. And like, it was just terrible. Like I was, Oh, that's the game you went to. Yeah. The game I went to the first oh, one it was November. Geez. Like they, I don't know, somewhere in November, Philip was actually playing the sharks. And so I went out oh, there okay. with my best friend, Claire. And so she and I were like, you know, touring around San Francisco and then like the Claire, her husband and I went to the sharks game. And then after that we went to, um, the 49ers game on Sunday. No, Monday. It was oh. Monday night football that time. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's cool. Went to that game and that was crazy. Like, it's so cool out there in Levi Stadium. And then and we 
randomly during um, bye week. I mean, I'm talking like two days before they the Kittles asked if we wanted to go to the NFC Championship, and we were like, "Oh, please!" Like, yeah. So we flew out there, and like it was it was such a riot, and they won, and like we knew their Super Bowl bounds. Like it was. Okay. I remember seeing you on the field after the game. I thought that was one of the coolest scenes oh, when you uh, all those videos and everything. And then Philip seeing George, obviously that was pretty yeah, pretty cool too. moment too. Uh, did you go? Did you go to the Super Bowl or no? No, we were you know no. kind of contemplating it back and forth and stuff, but it just it didn't work out. I forgot. I actually was supposed to have a gig in Vegas. So I was out west during the um, during all that. I remember you saying that. Yeah, maybe that was, hey, you were the lucky charm that they needed for the Super Bowl. It wasn't me because don't, don't forget they lost. Okay, their, yeah, that first they, game, they yeah. Phillip, <laughs> yeah, not me. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, yeah, that's, that's part yeah. of the reason why I didn't go. Oh, I'm not going to be responsible for a loss. <laughs> so there, there goes that excuse. They they can't use that one, unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I didn't know if you, I didn't know if you had gone to the Super Bowl or not, but I definitely remember seeing you on the field for the. Uh, the championship game and um yeah, so we I, I had to compare yeah. that to the the titans games of this year what a difference that must have been oh man everything and those i <laughs> i'm not a huge football girl so like i didn't i don't have a ton of experience in nfl games but like you said it's definitely different between the two i went to and the titans game so that's awesome that's fantastic now is uh singing the national anthem at an nfl game on your list going forward is that something you're trying yeah. to do or yeah, yeah? that's I'll awesome put that out there i'll put that I, one yeah. in the universe i'm not scared of that one be, well i wouldn't say i'm not scared of that one in fact national anthem is like when i get nervous still like, oh really years and years, and years. yeah and it, or national anthem is definitely like the top thing that like still makes me nervous which is kind of fun to realize like to feel that still I still get chills whenever I hear a good national anthem, oh, yeah. especially if it's like a playoff game or something. I, I there's there's really nothing like it's that so kind cool. of moment before a sporting event. There, it's so cool. Man, I, there was um, speaking of national anthem, there was out in the Salt Lake Bees. I think they're an affiliate for the Angels. Maybe yeah, yeah. The Angels is that what it is? Yeah, they're the and, Angels affiliate. Yep. Okay. So they asked me to sing when I was out there in college, out in Utah, and they, it, it was some kind of championship playoff game or whatever for the triple A's. And it, I think it was televised. And I was like, really getting nervous about it. And I'm sitting there and the, and the way they do it is you're in the dugout. In fact, most teams I've sang for, you're in the dugout with them or like on the bench or something. It's kind of strange. So I'm sitting there and the, the MC or whatever, like walks out and he, he told me, okay, you're going to go to the the home plate and you're going yeah. when they say your name give it one beat and then start singing you know and i'm getting ready and i'm all nervous and all of a sudden i just completely forget the national anthem and i'm sitting in the dugout and I'm, the guy is announcing my name and i can't remember the first word of the national anthem to save my life oh, and so man. i look to the guy next to me i don't even i wish i could remember the the player's name because it's so funny now and i said hey hey sorry to bug you um what's the first word of the national anthem and he thought i was kidding so he like knocks his buddy next to him. He's like, oh my gosh, he asked what the first like word of the national anthem was. And I was like, oh, oh my, they're not going to help me. Like they're not helping. <laughs> so I went out there completely still had no idea what it was. Like I said, it was televised. Like I was, this is probably why I still have PTSD every time I sing. But I get to the home plate and then like, thank the Lord. It like came to me right after they announced my name. But I'm telling you, I've never been wow. in my life. Wow. I, I, I didn't know what to expect with that story. I thought you were going to say you just kind of walked off and, and then do it after that. I, <laughs> no, I, I never I heard that did. one before. Trust me, I don't think I would have repeated it if it had a terrible ending because I would still be scarred from it. 
Oh, that's wow. True. That's great. Oh, good I can just imagine the nerves in that kind of situation. Oh. What, what, what was the crowd like? Was it was it pretty crowded there? Yeah, it was a, it was a big game. Like I said, it was some. Was game. it the AAA championship game, you think? Or I don't know. Because they just do like a they do like one national championship game every year and they move it to a different ballpark every season. OK, it was like it was like 2014 or 15 is when I did. Oh. It. That's and I don't remember. But what it was, all I know uh, is I was scared to death. Oh, that was, was <laughs> at, terrifying. at least you did it and you got it over with though you got you got through it that's all that matters yeah, and i'm still scarred five years you seem you still seem scared about that I'm situation still, talking yeah. about it now <laughs> when you said nfl anthem i was like oh man i can only imagine yeah. Oh, that, yeah those crowds are a little rambunctious sometimes yeah. too the anthem's so tough though because like it's obviously not your song and so many people have done it before so there's almost this like i guess random pressure that you you almost have to feel like and there's yeah. a way you could mess it up easily i mean i look at <laughs> yeah. aretha franklin who, who sang a five-minute anthem like yes it's aretha it's hard to make fun of her but still like five-minute anthem like that what is she what are you doing and then and they, they hate it like exactly hate it, but like people do like the crowd gets like it's so funny there's this guy i, I wish i knew who it was i want to say he's an announcer or a commentator or something but it's like so intimidating at the uh what is it the Orioles, Baltimore Orioles at Camden Yards. They have a guy and he rates the anthems after every single person. Okay. So like he tells like his own two cents on the anthem. And I remember the first year I sang out there and that whole, like the, O like in the Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah. O. Everybody says it, right? Yeah. So like yeah. I'm like, that place like shakes and I'm like, Oh my God. So the first year I got like, I want to say like an A minus from the guy. And I was like, all right, I'll take an A minus. And then the second year I got like a C plus. Oh, and like, geez. It went straight to my heart. <laughs> I was like, what, cha- what changed? What did he write that change about? I feel it? like he said, I maybe I rushed it, which is surprising because, like, you're supposed to do it within a certain amount of time. Like, they mm. give you a time you have to get it in under. I'm sure maybe he didn't like, who knows? Like I said, it's not like something I felt embarrassed by, but it was hilarious because, like, this guy, he just gives his own rating and I put so much weight on his rating. And I got out of there and checked Twitter. I was like, C plus. Where is he? <laughs> Did you ever talk directly to him after that or no? No, I think I even like responded and I was like, that's harsh. But I was like, oh, oh man, I, 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 I that's up there quite a bit. That's an interesting gig to have rating the national anthem after. Well, it's not his like full gig. I think he took it upon himself. To no, I know. But it's just it's kind of it's kind of interesting because you, you clearly gain traction out of that, too, oh, because awesome. people want to know their scores and then. Other yeah. people want to know what he scored for for guests as well. That, that's that's a very interesting idea. MLB national anthem. So it's like people at home who can't watch the feed or you know following on Twitter, they're kind of getting a full on update based off this guy's <laughs> yeah. judging. Yeah. They, I thought it was awesome. I was like, oh, it's good. That's Maybe their national. That's their national anthem media outlet. Is that guy's ratings? Yeah, really. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's all yeah i gotta look that up because i i actually never heard of him before and I've, yeah well, i've I been to a bunch of Orioles games. He is in my world he probably is he probably is i mean anybody that rates the national anthem and confidently a, yeah confidently and then especially if they give somebody a lower score the following time that they come then they, yeah. they have to be some kind of public figure in the baltimore that's eye and i think i was like just starting out in country and you know that guy josh turner the lock them doors and turn the lights yeah, down of course yeah he was in the stadium that night watching the game oh and that's so funny I, like so i was like mortified i was like c plus with josh turner in the crowd <laughs> oh wow that's oh, no. yeah that, that that adds even more to the story too <laughs> it's like i care what josh thinks about the national yeah, I did, not, I not what did. you say 
He said he might give me a C minus, so we'll just take that C plus happily. <laughs> it's passing. Uh, that's I'm, funny. I'm curious to know what he would have rated uh, Fergie from her NBA oh, All Star oh, game oh. performance a few years ago. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Do y'all think that was a publicity stunt? Because well, she's got 100%. one of the most amazing voices in the world. I was gonna say, at first, like, at first it even I even sounded it, amazing, but it was so over overdone. You you knew yeah. she was kind of doing it on purpose. I think it was definitely yeah, like just like her own spin on it. Oh, Maybe think about how many times that video has been watched and how like relevant it is. Especially now, y'all, God, I can't even imagine what that number is right now. Oh God, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, I had one. I mean, obviously, the holidays are coming up. Just a fun question. I, you know, Christmas time next Friday or whatever. It's just crazy to think. Some of your favorite, I guess, holiday traditions, maybe movies, songs, uh, anything that comes to mind. Ooh, I like that. Um, well, tonight we're doing a gingerbread competition, and this oh, is there like. There you my- go all-time favorite so like we don't in my house we don't do um like gingerbread we use graham crackers mm. and you can build your own like structure so we're like the, whatever uh, you want yeah the traditional gingerbread house is almost never made like we made like a castle last year with like a tower and stuff and we cheat and we use hot glue which tonight i'm not gonna allow the competitors to do <laughs> but at home we I'm not gonna allow we the competitors to use hot glue tonight yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> It's like a four day. You get you get very into it. I could tell already. Oh my gosh! I can't wait. I'll post it. You guys will have to tell me your. I'll I'll have to see that. Absolutely. Uh, Who's who's usually the winner every year? Anybody specific? I'm not home right now in Georgia, so I'm doing this with some like close friends and teammates and stuff. But at home, it was always me. No, (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. I'm not that artistic. It was definitely my sister Heather. She's extreme, but she's like the type that will like she will not give up until she wins so say somebody's like in the lead she'll build another tower on there so it's oh like, geez you know, oh, that it. competitive family yeah. blood absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh, well that'll be fun though that's a that's a good tradition you guys have going um and uh so aaron where can people connect and uh, uh see your stuff on social media outlets yeah um at aaron alvey is social media I'm getting a revamped website. So AaronAlvey.com should be up and running very soon again. Well, it's running, but it's just not revamped. And yeah, social media pretty much. That's the best. Is it mostly Instagram or do you, is it all Instagram? I got, I think it's like Aaron Alvey music on Twitter and I don't use Facebook. I have one, but I don't really use it. So I'd say Instagram's the best as of right now. Perfect. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I I don't use Facebook or Twitter Twitter either. I don't know why Instagram's the, uh, the go-to for me nowadays. Yeah. It's just easy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, don't want to take up any more time of your gingerbread competition. We got to, uh, yeah, you got, you got to get ready prepared and, um, get ready to judge the, the yearly competition that you guys do. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, Aaron, this is a blast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me guys. It was so fun. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. You too. Thanks Aaron. Talk soon. Bye.